let me just start by saying I have to make sure my phone's on do not disturb because of course on the day that I can record is the day that everybody wants to hit my phone and normally my phone is dry but she's on do not disturb we're hoping it stays like I don't think anything should come through I hope nobody hits that notify me anyway shit like please respect um background disclaimer as you guys always know I live in a big city it gets loud she gets rowdy it's evening now so I think it should be fine but just in case you got your warning but hey y'all I'm here um this episode is gonna be about month three in Mexico City um as you guys know or may not know I've been in Mexico City since May of this year and this was after moving from Columbus, Ohio and just, you know, going on a journey of just wanting to, I really just wanted to do something. I hated Ohio and I didn't have a great time while I was there. So I had embarked on this journey to come to Mexico City at first for two weeks. I wanted to come here for two weeks and just have a vacation, relax my mind and then go back Um, and I was going to move to Baltimore, but then I got the offer to stay here for three months. And just as a side note, you can stay in Mexico for up to six months with your, um, U.S. passport. So I got the opportunity to stay for three months and I was like, I'm taking this. This is amazing. And I did. So I, I did, uh, month one and two episodes already. So go back and listen to those if you haven't already. And this is a recap of my last month in Mexico City and the time it kind of went by a little quickly I felt like there was a there was a moment where I felt like time was speeding up but it was definitely a great amount of time as well I felt like the time passed really well Um, I got to do a lot of things and I feel like month three is when I actually stepped out of Mexico City um, which I'll get to later but I and beyond grateful for the opportunity to be in Mexico City for as long as I've been there. Um, it was an amazing experience. And I said this in the other episode, but if you have the means, because of course not everybody has the means, um, the funds, like all that to go and travel. But if you do, and if you are able to stay somewhere for Uh, enough time to experience it as a local rather than just like I'm going here to to just you know shake my ass and just have fun like if you can actually immerse yourself into something it doesn't have to be Mexico there are tons of countries that allow uh, U.S. passport holders to have their like to be there without a visa Um, I suggest that you do it if you can especially um, black people, <laughs> especially black people. Um, this is the Black Girl Tea podcast, but when I'm I'm advocating for all black people to do that, something like this because you know a lot of times we're not exposed to a lot. Um, sometimes we have this misconception of how people are going to treat us because we are black, and I'm not saying that won't happen. I'm not saying people won't be ignorant because I've met ignorant people. While being here, I met a guy who told me it was okay for him to say the N-word because he was considered a darker Mexican. Um, 
this happened out of the blue and very just uncalled for but he wasn't saying in a way to disrespect me i think he was trying to find some um, commonality between us but i was like no baby that's not it (laughs) and he was just like yeah like it's it's just normal and i'm like "Mm." i he was like saying how he had some time where he was in atlanta and like that kind of influenced him too and i was like but i bet you didn't say that while you were in atlanta but that's beside the point there will be moments where you meet people who are not as hip or aware i feel like black people are hyper aware um we always are we always had to be so that's just our exist that's just like embedded in our existence to be hyper aware of of tones of um how things are being taken like not all of us we know but i think for a good chunk of us we have that like awareness um but other people don't have that because they don't have to live like that and there's there's a it's a it's a bittersweet thing too because it's like oh like you get to have this ignorance this bliss within you where you just walk through life like nothing really matters or anything but we don't get to do that um but i do think outside of that knowing that it's something to keep like keep it close to you but don't let it stop you from going into spaces um i've been in many places in mexico city the neighborhood that i lived in it is not an expat community i lived in um, san rafael and most of the people that i haven't seen any black people here at all not at the store not at the market nowhere um and I've seen, I think I've seen one person, like, as I was just, like, walking around, like, toward another neighborhood. But a lot of the expats live in, like, more of the down, I want to say downtown area. Like, the area that you can compare to, like, um, to like Harlem or Manhattan for New York. Um, but I still feel very immersed here. People have accepted me and... I hope that is the same for you if you go to do an experience like this. But anyway, so my last month was, for me, I made it the month of more. And I I think I did that like unknowingly too, but I definitely did more discovery. Like I went to more uh, museums. I went to more of the monuments. I took a lot more pictures. I had more great food. I did more uh, exploring. I went to two other uh, towns outside of Mexico City. So finally, like, not feeling... Mexico City feels like a safety net to me. And it feels that way because I know people here. And I've known I've known people here now for about uh, four years. And now I know my friend's mom. So it's like, I know the, the local people, the market people. Like, I know a lot of people, so it's very comfortable. But... I did more exploring in that last month to step out of that comfort zone and go to Puebla, where we were looked at. I went with my friend Anissa, shout out to Anissa for being my travel buddy this whole time. Um, But we went to Puebla where it was just us and nobody there looked like us. And it wasn't um, exactly fun to, you know, be, kind of othered in a way you kind of feel othered 
Um, but we did what we needed to do. We spoke Spanish as needed where we needed to say things and we were very respectful. And so I think that definitely plays a part. Like, this is not your home, first and foremost. So you keep that in mind. And then also just go go also with an open mind because you, you never know. You don't know how people are going to receive you. You don't know how, um, how things are going to go. So just go hoping for the best. Um, but yeah, more parties. So went to some rooftops, uh, went to another one of the parties that are part of the diaspora party series here in Mexico City. Um, went to more Afro, Afro Rhythmx parties, which they seem to be beefing a little, not beefing, but like they seem to be in competition. I'll say that they seem to be in competition. Um, they both are heavy on playing Afro beats. Diaspora to me is a little more diverse in terms of what they play because I have heard um, Usher at their parties, like Caught Up Usher. I've heard uh, Justin Timberlake mixes. I've heard some house music, like things that I really enjoy dancing to. And at Afro Rhythmics, which is in the name, is more geared toward Afro beats. So, and the Mapiano now. I think because the Mapiano is like, she's really getting up there. Uh, a lot of DJs are incorporating it, but the issue that I find with it is that when you play one genre and when you try to be relevant to stay on what is current, you tend to run into the same um, songs in each DJ's set. So that was one of the um, things that I noticed in the Afro Rhythmx uh, DJ sets. But yeah, I got out, I shaked more ass, I danced more, um, I interacted with more people, I met more people, and it was great. I loved uh, meeting people who were just here on vacation. That, yeah, Mexico City is a very big uh, tourist city, and it's always it's also a big expat city. But what I noticed is that um, visitors, when people come and they visit, like, they are very, they've been so open. And a lot of people come here solo. A lot of people solo travel to Mexico City because it is a, it's a walkable city and it's very comfortable to be in. There are parts where you can actually speak English, which is, you know, it's nice. Um, but I wouldn't rely on that because... You're in Mexico, and when you're in Mexico, you speak speak Spanish, you know? Like, at least try, just to show that respect for um, the people that are here. So, yeah, huge, huge amount of tourists, um, huge amount of expats that I met, people who are living here permanently, people who are passing through and considering um, living in Mexico City permanently, and that was just really great energy because... I, I feel like I'm in a little bit of a limbo of where I want to be. And it was nice to kind of hear people also. It, it just, it felt comfortable to hear people also in that same um, dilemma of what's next, what's out there for me, what the possibilities are endless. And 
I love that. That is the kind of thing that makes me feel very inspired and happy to like be thinking about this. I could go right back to what's comfort like comfortable to me. I could go right back uh, to my hometown, which is the most comfortable for me. But I think being in that space of not knowing, there's a there's a little bit of like happiness there. I don't know. I'm weird. Whatever. Um, <clears throat> in terms of great food, great food is tied into me also leaving Mexico City because I I tried a, a cremita for the first time, which is like a it's basically like one of it's a popular sandwich in uh, Puebla, and I hated it. I'm gonna be completely honest. I hated it. I got the one with carnitas, and I sometimes there. Are, some dishes that you order here that can be hit or miss and it's because they can make them two different ways so for example carnitas sometimes you'll get carnitas and it's only the meat that's there i've had places like that then there are places that have carnitas and it's meat but there's also pieces of fat in it so you are eating that and it's supposed to i get the the functionality of it is to have that bit of creaminess from the fat and everything meshes together and the sandwich has a nice juice to it. But for the cremita that I had, I did not like the carnitas in it because there were too many pieces of fat. So I was kind of pissed off. I'm not going to lie. I was over it. I was like, I'm not eating this shit. Um, I ended up like picking through it, which was uh, annoying because you don't really enjoy your meal when you're picking through it like that. So yeah that's how that went but I did have one of the best tacos of my life and it was a mixed meat taco with like chorizo and I believe steak that was yummy it was like the best thing I had the whole time I was in Puebla and I would definitely go back to Puebla because I know there are more things to do and more things to see Uh, but we just we really just did a day trip and we were like let's just go early in the morning get an airbnb drop our shit you know all do just let's just do that and let's just go and it was great we also went to cholula where uh we didn't expect to see a lot in cholula but we actually walked into a market and it was like a market slash carnival at the end of it hey go to city (laughs) um it was a market slash carnival. So at the end, there were like clowns and they were like playing with the kids and doing like little fun community things, which was really nice to see. Like, honestly, Cholula was a very pleasant surprise. And uh, the bartenders were very sweet to us. We ended up going to one of these restaurants. Um, and it was just nice. Actually, we ate in Puebla and then ended up going to Cholula. And it was just so nice and calm and very pretty very colorful um of course people look at us like we we're we're different there they don't see a lot of people like us so it is like a little you get taken aback a little bit but after a while it's just like i'm here like we have to learn to just take up space and not apologize for it like we're here we're respectful and that's that's it, you know. So yeah, Cholula was a great, great, um, nice little city. You could see the volcano called El Popo, 
I don't know how to say the whole thing, but El Popo is like good enough. And it was just, it was nice. I just had such a great time. Our Airbnb was fly. Even though we had it for one night, I would love to go back there again. Um, just because of how like it was enough. There's a camote. <laughs> Yo, the city is not is the city is just not quiet. <laughs> That's it. But the Airbnb was fly. It was enough space so that um, both people in the Airbnb had their own privacy. There was up and a downstairs, so it was really sweet. Um, the only thing was that it was kind of on a on a side street, so it wasn't. It might have been safe, but because we don't know the area, we just played like it wasn't, and we did door-to-door service. We didn't really walk around. Um, but yeah, other than that, Airbnb, fire. Loved it. Uh, in terms of other great food, I had a pambaso. I think that's a pambaso. It's kind of like a... Low-key, is like a chopped cheese, and that shit was amazing like the lady made it for me and i was asking her what it was and she was just telling me like oh it's like kind of basically um it's like a torta with but they they wet the bread instead with a torta the bread is not always um wet sometimes it's not even always soft sometimes it's a little like crunchy depending on who you get it from no shade but sometimes a little crunchy it's not supposed to be but uh, pambaso, the bread is like soaked in like similar to the barilla, um broth. So it's soaked in that and then they put all of the stuff in it and they re-grill it. So it's it's like the bread is kind of soggy and like soaks up um, all of the stuff that's inside. But the outside is crispy. So when you buy... I need to go get one. Hold on. That... <laughs> so I need to get one. But... That was one of the best things I had here. And um, Badia. I found a taco, a truck that does Badia tacos. They do Badia ramen. And then they also just do um, the Badia. You can just get an order of it. And he gives you a bunch of tortillas and the toppings and stuff to go with it. And those two things were amazing. And the pambazo was one of the last things I had um, in Mexico City. And I loved it so much. And I'm going to get another one. Like, I'm all, I'm determined <laughs> to get another one. It was so good. Um, in terms of more exploring, I want to say that exploring was mostly about self. Because I have reached a point where I was like, oh, shit, I did it. Like, I really did it. Like, I really... I really went to live in another country by myself for three months. And the last time I I came, I did it for a week and I was just like, all right, you did it. Like that was my first time doing, um, my first time on a plane that I remember because I've been on planes as a kid, like as a kid. And I didn't remember that really, but this was my first time on a plane as an adult that the time I came in 2020 and It was my first time going on an international trip, obviously. It was my first time traveling by myself. It was a lot. It was a lot, and it was my 25th birthday, and I was very nervous, but also kind of, like, very excited. 
And then this time, the ease of which this trip came about was just so like, it was just so aligned for what I needed in my life at the time. And I spent a lot of the first month um, numbing. And when I say numbing, I mean just going out, partying. I feel like it was a mix, honestly. It was a mix of me numbing in terms of going out and trying not to think about um, like my experience. But then it was also me just wanting to get out and explore. So it was a nice balance of it. The second month, um, I was really tied into work. I was really focused on that because I was still working from Mexico City. And then the third month, this past, like the my last month in Mexico City, um, is when I really like had more walks and I really started to... Um, pay more attention to my day-to-day and how I felt and pay attention to my dreams and pay attention to like um the changes that I made in my life and how how all of that made me feel and that little bit just it like pushed me into like taking my 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 new healing journey because we're always talking about healing on here and you always got to heal from some shit it's always something pretty much something and the last month here just made me realize like oh shit we're going through another healing moment like we have another thing to heal from and it was a it was a mixture of Okay, we have, like, acknowledging the fact that I have to heal from something again. But then a little bit of anger, if I'm if I'm completely honest. A little bit of anger that I have to heal again from something. But I think the recognizing that I have to heal from something was... It was okay. Like, I didn't... I didn't beat myself up about it. I didn't... Like, normally how I would do it in the past, I would beat myself up. How did I get here? how all this stuff and this time there was a little bit of calm there was still that anger underlying um but there was a little more calm just like well hand me the black amount you know what we gotta do let's go do it um so that was the last piece for me the more discovering and reluctantly honestly kind of reluctantly i just you know pushed myself to start writing um push myself to get back like super focused on my work and my craft and what I want to like think about what I want to do next and one of the last things I did <laughs> before um the end of my third month here was I cut my locks which some of you guys might have seen um I just felt like I wanted to get rid of all the old and hair holds a lot of energy so I, I I did start by cutting, I mean, by combing the locks out. And that is so, like, such a scary sound. But it's honestly for a dessert cart. Like, that's the crazy part about it. But anyway. Um, but yeah, I decided to cut them because I was combing them out and I realized it was taking way too long. And I just didn't. I didn't feel like doing it. I was being lazy. So instead, I turned it into a Britney moment. Not as extreme as Britney, but I just decided to cut the shits off. And I revealed my shortcut on Instagram. 
a while ago. Um, for those who have not seen it, you can actually I'll attach it. I'll put it on. I'll put it here somewhere. You'll see it. It'll be on the Instagram. Um, but yeah, I decided to cut my hair, start it all over. I want my fro back. I want my look back. And I, I'm just trying to. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to do. I guess I'm trying to put myself back into a space where I feel happy about everything about me. So that was my last, that was the last thing I did before I left. I cut my hair. I went to Puebla. I went to Cholula. And on my way out of Mexico City, I um, out of Mexico in general, I went to Cancun by myself for five days. And <laughs> when I tell you, there are two sides to Cancun, right? There's a Cancun that everybody knows. There's a Cancun that's like the resorts and the Isla Mujeres and um, the beaches, white sand, all that stuff. But then there's a very like underdeveloped piece of Cancun as well. And when I go to places, I don't just want to see all the, the glitz and glamour, right? I want to see the real. I want to see like where people are actually living. So I got an Airbnb with the sweetest woman ever she was so sweet to me she picked me up from the airport she checked on me constantly she was just like you know let me know where you are like you know just keeping tabs but definitely not like in my business at all like so she was just very sweet I, I loved her so much and it was just nice like she was so nice but the part of, of Cancun that she was in was more residential and there was not too much around but it was enough for me to like understand the dynamics of Cancun and what it looks like it's kind of like I want to say it's kind of like Vegas a little bit if you ever been to Vegas where there's like there's obviously this like really commercialized area of it but then there's like that really kind of like dark little bit of scary side to it um but it was nice I went to Playa del Tortuga which is like Turtle Beach. I was the only black person on the beach, once again. Um, it was interesting. There were definitely people looking at me and as you guys all know, I am a, I'm in a bigger body. I'm a plus size woman and I wear a bikini to the beach. And not just any bikini. I wear a bright orange, neon orange as bikini to the beach. Um, high waisted so you know the bits are covered everything is nice and covered um, but it's literally like an alarm so yeah that definitely caused some heads turning some talks this guy came up to me on the beach and tried to talk to me and try to scoop me and I basically told him I got three kids and I you know, I wasn't lying. I got I got two nephews and I got nieces. Like, those are my kids. So, I told him that um, to keep myself safe. You don't tell anyone that you're traveling alone. Um, but, yeah, that was Cancun. And then I ended up just relaxing because that pool, there was a pool area at the place that I was staying. And that was it. I just, I spent the rest of the time enjoying my time in Mexico. I love I love Mexico so much. Um, 
so much that I'm here again. <laughs> because y'all are hearing the Kamote guy. Y'all are here. Like, I'm here again. Um, and this time, I'm just looking forward to more. Even more. So we did more at the last month. But now, even more. I'm back and I went home for a little bit, which was great. I loved going home. But I came back because there's more for me to discover here. I think for like discovering about the city and also discovering about myself. So here we go again. Basically, that's what we're doing. We're back at it again. Um, back here. Um, and so there will be more updates on what I'm doing here, what I find. Uh, this weekend is actually going to be Nigerian Independence um so you know the little little mixy mixy about to happen kitchen is in town there's some things happening um so yeah i'm excited to be back yet again and i don't think i will stay as long as i did before but i i just needed to come back this is such an amazing city for me and ultimately i I hope to get my fix this time like I was itching to come back so I came back but I'm hoping to like get that fix of like all right we're we're done here and we can move on to something else and if not I'll be right back on mind I'll be right back but I'll keep y'all updated as always and if you listen to the other two thanks for taking this ride with me in this um journey of travel solo travel self-discovery um all the things bye y'all